This is episode 43 of the Deeper Than Work podcast, and I'm your host, Dorianne St. Fleur, career coach, salary strategist, and HR expert for high-performing and ambitious women professionals. So in today's episode, this is a part two episode. So if you haven't checked out last week's episode, episode 42, uh, where I went over kind of what's been going on with me and your career girl for the past six months, I did the part one. And so I'm just going to finish that up today. So if you haven't listened to last week's, you might want to pause this, go back to episode 42, and then come back here. I want to make sure that you're getting all the tea and all the information and not missing out. So let's jump into episode 43. Do you know you need to make a decision in your career, but you have no idea what that decision should be? You don't know which road to choose. You don't know which direction to go in. You need a breakthrough. Go to yourcareergirl.com slash breakthrough and schedule your career breakthrough session right now. If you're tired of being overwhelmed and lost and confused and unsure of how to move forward, should you go and get a new job? Should you change industries? Should you change companies? Should you go after that promotion? If you're utterly confused and you are not clear on what your next move should be, let's talk about it. I want to help you get the clarity you need to make your next move your best move. Go to yourcareergirl.com slash breakthrough. Welcome to Deeper Than Work, a podcast for high-achieving and ambitious women ready to make more money, have more impact, and thrive at work and life. And now, here's your host, Dorianne St. Fleur, HR expert, career coach, and breaker of glass ceilings. Hey, Career Girl Nation, so happy to be here again for part two of the Where Have I Been episode. Um, Just a quick recap for from last week for episode 42. And again, if you haven't listened to that episode, I suggest that you pause this and go back and listen to that first. But in episode 42, I really just broke down where the heck I've been over these past six months. Um, I talked about what happened. So there were a lot of factors that contributed to me having to take that time off and, you know, my hiatus, I'll call it. Um, and then where I went and where I, and where did I go? I kind of broke that down and, you know, what I called it and why it was necessary and all of that. And then today, I want to talk about, okay, so what happens now? You know, there were a lot of lessons that I learned during this time. Six months is a long time. And there are a lot of lessons that I learned about this whole process that I feel can translate to you and translate to your career and your life. So I want to share those lessons learned with you. And I also want to share, you know, the specific tools that I am using, so I'm still using, and this is an ongoing process, and it's something I talked about last week in episode 42, but this is an ongoing process 
to make sure that I am equipped, right? To make sure that I am pouring from a full cup and I'm in a space that I'm going to be able to help you and mentor you and support you in your career journey. And so I have to make sure that I'm good. And so there's there's certain things that I've put in place in my life to help me do that. And so I want to just walk through really quickly what those things are and you can take from it what you will. Maybe you can use some of those things or find something else that works for you. And then lastly, I want to talk about the new direction for your career, girl. I want to talk about where I'm headed. The catalyst of the hiatus that I took for those six months was really uh, at the core, just feeling misaligned in my business and my life and, and everything. And so I, it's no surprise to me that I emerged out of this, you know, situation or out of this experience with literally like, I just felt like it was a, a divine intervention. (laughs) Like just, this is what you need to do. This is who you need to do it for. This is how you need to do it. All laid out plain for me to see. Um, you know, I have definitely during this time, and I'll touch on this a little bit more. I don't want to give things away, but I definitely have turned inwards and really focused on spirituality. And so I was able to leverage that in order to get the direction that I needed. So going to talk about all of that. So let's start with lessons learned. So as I talked about last week, you know, during this period, this silent growth period that I was in, I did a lot of reflection. There was a lot of, you know, time for me to think about what do I really want to do? And not only what do I really want to do, but what went wrong? Why did all of these things come together and put me in a space that I even needed to separate myself and to distance myself in the way that I did. And again, it wasn't something that was easy. It wasn't something that was like, you know what? Mm, Forget those girls in the Career Girl Nation. Forget those women, you know, in my community. Forget all the people who depend on me. Forget all of that. I'm just going to take this time to go away from myself. That definitely wasn't the spirit that any of this came from or that any of this was. It was definitely a What can I do to improve myself, to make myself better for those women? And so there are a lot of lessons that came from that. And a lot of things that I realized were contributors to me even needing to do this and to take this time in the first place. So the the four lessons that I really learned or the four things that I'm knowing now that are super important to making sure that this doesn't happen again and to making sure that this doesn't happen for you. Maybe you feel overwhelmed and lost in your career and you don't know, should you take your own silent period or, you know, how do you grow from where you're at? These are some things and some lessons and, and some things that I learned from this process. So the first thing is that at all times, you need to be focused on pacing yourself. And I'll repeat it. Pace yourself as a high achieving, right? Top performing, ambitious, upwardly mobile women. Those are the types of women that listen to this Deeper Than Work podcast. Let's just be honest. This is not a podcast for mediocre women. This is a podcast for women who are about that, right? And as women who are about that and want to do well and want to excel and want to succeed, 
at any given time, if you cut open my brain, if I cut open your brain, there's a lot going on in there. There's a lot that you want to do, a lot that you want to accomplish, a lot that you you know have on your plate and that you want to do well at a certain level. All of that is fine. It is fine to have a hundred goals. It's fine to have a lot of things that you want to do, right? You want to make it to the executive level in your career. You want to get to senior leadership. You want to, you know, volunteer with this organization. You want to be on this board. You want to get promoted. You want to break through $250,000 a year. All of those goals totally fine, right? And those are just career goals. Let's not even talk about the personal goals that you have, right? So all these goals, totally fine. The issue comes in when you don't pace yourself toward the achievement of these goals. So for me, I have so many goals, right? I am director of diversity inclusion. I have goals there. There's things that I want to see this company go through. And I want to make sure that employees feel like this is a place they belong. So I have goals around that. I had just transitioned into this role. I want to make my mark, all of that. There's goals there. Then I have goals around your career, girl, and what I how, who, what I want to accomplish. Who do I want to serve? What do I want to do? What are the milestones that I have there? There were huge goals there. Then I have goals around family, right? How much time do I want to spend with my husband? How much time do I want to spend with my daughter? You know, should we expand our family? Should we not? Like just all the goals that we have. Where should we live? What should, you know, all of that. Then I have personal goals, you know, how much weight do I need to lose? Where do I need to go on vacation? Blah, blah, blah. Like there's, there's a lot, a lot of stuff. But I wasn't pacing myself. I wanted everything to be done, everything to be achieved right now, all today. Everything must happen right this second. And so what I found is that I was running on all cylinders all of the time. That is not sustainable, You cannot be going in a thousand different directions at 110% for 365 days. It it just is, it's not healthy. It is not a good role modeling. Like I have a daughter who's watching me, right? And you may have various people who are watching you or depending on you or, you know, living vicariously through you. You don't want to model that type of behavior. One, it's just not healthy. And two, it is not realistic. It is not possible. There will be balls that get dropped. There will be things that fall through the cracks. It's life. And so what I really, really learned and and a lesson that I really want to drill home for you is that you should be thinking about, yes, in the pursuit of all these goals that I have, how do I pace myself? How do I prioritize to make sure that I'm going after the things that I want, but in the right way, in a way that makes sense? So that if for the next three months, I'm going to only focus on these two things. And then the three months after that, I'll focus on these three things and so on and so on. Then if that's what you need to do, or do I need to deprioritize certain of these things? And it's definitely, it's not even a 2019 thing and I'll just do it in 2020. Or is it that I'll delegate some of this to someone else? Or maybe this isn't, I thought this was a goal, but as I'm reflecting, it's really not that important. Whatever process you use to go through, you should be figuring out how do I prioritize and pace myself for the road ahead? Because I can tell you from personal experience, from the experiences of the women that I work with and that I speak to, 
And probably I'm coming up all in your business right now in your experience and things that you've seen in your career and your life. If you do not pace yourself, things will come crashing down, whether it's burnout, whether it's a lack of clarity, whether it's, you know, misalignment, you know, not focused, however that meant health problems, right? However that manifests for you, know that pacing yourself is like, it is a prerequisite for a life that's lived on purpose, for, you know, a life that's in alignment. You must pace yourself. And so that was one of the biggest lessons that I learned. The second thing that I learned is that It is a very real necessity for me to surround myself with like-minded women. And I think I I knew this was important, okay? So let's be clear. I know that surrounding yourself with like-minded women is important, like-minded individuals, whatever, right? People on, on your level, mentally, emotionally, all those things, it's important. But I was looking at it as a nice to have. Or as, you know, just something that, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah, I know I need to do that, and I will. When I have the time, I'll figure it out. I don't have any extra hours in my day to call anyone on the phone, to go to this meetup or whatever, but I'll get to it. But what I realized is that this is a necessity. Part of what was going on when I had all of those things kind of burdening me and kind of and coming on my back, I started to feel isolated. I started to feel like, I'm the only person this is happening to. I don't know what I'm doing, what's going on, what's what's happening. And because, you know, I had, you know, self-imposed isolation, it wasn't that I don't have any friends or I don't have any outlets. I just wasn't using them. I wasn't taking advantage of the communities that I had around me. And it just really contributed to, to the space that I was in and feeling like, I, there's no one that would understand what I'm going through. There's no one that I can talk to in this moment to help me through what's happening. You know, there's no one to bounce ideas off of. There's no one to mentor me. I I, I remember myself saying, I was talking to someone and I was saying like, so many people pour into me daily in my nine to five with your career girl at my house. Like people are taking from me and I don't mean that in like a dismissive way, but people take from me my energy every day. Who do I take from? Who do I get from? Who can I, you know, be vulnerable with and ask questions and, and really have here, I'm stumped, help me. And I thought that it was just only me. But going through this process and aligning myself with people, like I'm hearing more and more, this is like the battle cry of the ambitious black woman. It's like, who do I run to? I don't know why I escaped that song. Who do I run to? From Escape just came into my head. But, you know, who do we run to when we want to download right? When we want to share with and get something from. And so it's important that you set yourself up with a community of people that you can pull from and that you can work with and live through and and really they can hold you up when you need it. That was a big lesson I learned. And so now that to me is a necessity. It is not a nice to have. It is not a someday situation. It's a right now. And it can look different for, for anyone, It can look different for different people. And I'll talk through specific strategies in a second and what I'm doing and some ideas for you. But don't feel like it's a prescriptive, one size fits all, this is what I need to do in order to build up my community. You know, know that whatever makes sense for you, 
the the bottom line is that you have a community that you can lean lean on and specifically like-minded community. So if you are looking to, you know, go all the way up this corporate ladder and get to that C-suite and, you know, become a CEO, COO, whatever it is, or become the director of this or the VP of that, whatever, you need to surround yourself with people who are also headed there. Surround yourself with people who understand what it's like and the things that you're going through, who understand, you know, what microaggressions are and who understand what glass ceilings are, who understand what it's like to be the only. Like, it's important that you are around people who get it and who get you and that you can share with and learn from in this process. The third lesson that I learned. And when I say this, y'all gonna be like, really, Dorian, you should have already known this, right? And so it's not that I didn't know this, but I just didn't understand the extent of it. But the third thing is that I need to ask for help. You need to ask for help. We all need to be vulnerable and ask for help. This goes back again to the first lesson about pacing yourself We can't do all of this alone, right? There's a lot of things that we want to do, a lot of things that we want to accomplish, and we cannot do it alone. You have to get comfortable asking people for help. So for me, that looks like asking my husband, I need you to do this. I need you to pick up the baby so that I can do X. I need some quiet time so that I can read and reflect and journal. I need this, that, and a third. We need to go on vacation. We need a date night, whatever. Or it's delegating to people at work, delegating or, or, or saying no. Like, you know what? I Right now, I don't have this time in my calendar, so I'm going to have to defer this for another time. Being vulnerable and explaining. Like, I'm being really intentional about sharing what happened and not just coming up and saying, okay, yep, this is a new episode. Here are three tips to do X, Y, and Z. I want to take this time to be vulnerable and to tell you exactly what happened and you may be experiencing similar things or have experienced similar things in the past. And I want to help you, one, know that you're not alone. Two, understand that there are tools and resources that you can have to help you through all of this. And selfishly, three, asking for help in this as well. Help to keep me accountable. Help to be there for support. Help to understand that I am a human being just like just like you. Right, So it's important as you go through this journey and as you're making sure that you're getting aligned in what you're supposed to be doing and and going after your goals, that you know when to ask for help and that you are being vulnerable and just allowing your truth to shine through, to speak your truth in your life. And the last lesson I learned is just how critical it is to be aligned how important it is to be aligned. And when I say aligned, I mean when you, when what you do, right, your day-to-day work, you know, thoughts, whatever, are just all aligned with your purpose. When you're in the flow, when things are just happening the way that they should, and even when things do, things happen that shouldn't happen, right, or negative things happen or whatever, you still know that you're on the right path. You're on the right track, you're aligned, you're where you need to be. It is critical. If you are in a space right now where you feel like everything is going wrong in my career, my boss 
sucks, he or she does not understand me, or I cannot get my team to respect me. I'm the manager and they don't respect me. It just feels like, it just feels so hard. Or I have no clarity. I don't know what to do next. There's so many different directions I can go and I feel like I'm overwhelmed right now and lost and confused. For all of those three different scenarios, you may be thinking that they would have three different answers, but truthfully, the response in each of these things is to get aligned. Get aligned with what your core values are. Get aligned with what your purpose and your calling is. Get aligned with what you're meant to do. And then you watch the path unfold. You watch the process unfold. You watch your decisions just come before you and you just understand, okay, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to do. It's all clear with me. The power of alignment is like no other. And so I... I I started out knowing that, but then somewhere along the way, I kind of, you know, when I talked about that in the last episode, I kind of got off track and it was this time, this, 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 this hiatus, this silent growth period that gave me the opportunity to get back in alignment, to get back in a space where, okay, I know what I'm here for. I know why I'm on this earth. I know what my purpose is and my calling is. And now I'm going to not just keep that inside, but I'm going to align the work that I do, the things that I say, the products that I'm working on, everything is going to revolve around this calling and revolve around this purpose. And I'm going to be in the flow. And it's not that I'm doing anything deliberately to be in the flow. It just finds that I, I, I just find that I'm getting so much confirmation <laughs> all day, every day. I can pray about something, journal about it, and then someone will say it like the exact words that I just had in my own quiet reflecting time. Or I'll put a question out there and then I'll wake up and know exactly what to do and what the answer is. Or someone will say something or an opportunity will come to me that is the exact answer to what it is that I need. I am just in the flow and so aligned. And I feel the difference that I feel right now I know that it was missing before. I know why it was so easy for me to slip and get off track and to be overwhelmed and then to go into, it's kind of like a spiral, right? It starts off with a little thing and then another little thing. And then before you know it, you're spiraling into this space of like, I don't know what to do and I'm so overwhelmed and I don't know what my next step should be. All of that is because you're not aligned. And so in me understanding all of this, understanding that I need to pace myself, that I need to surround myself with like-minded women, that I need to ask for help and be vulnerable, and that I need to get and stay aligned, it really helped me to get back to this space that I'm in right now, but then also to understand that this is an ongoing process. So it's not that I just do this now, I talk about it, and then I kind of just go back to doing what I was going to do because then I'll just end up in the same space. But I've actually been deliberate about figuring out what it is that I need to do and what are the things that work for me. So I'm going to offer you the six things that I have been doing to get through this period and that I will continue to do and continue to grow. And I offer it to you as suggestions, guidelines, examples, whatever it is. But if you feel like you're in a space where, yeah, I need to go through my period, my silence period, and I need to understand, you know, what I need to do next, 
then this is something that hopefully this can help, you know, spark some ideas for you as well. So the first thing that I have that I'm doing is really understanding this idea of a strategic timeline. So yes, I have a lot of goals. If you see my goals list and my to-do list and and, and everything that I want to do for 2019, there's a lot of things on there. But I'm being deliberate about making it a strategic timeline. So instead of saying, all right, these are the, let's say, 25 things that I want to do in 2019, I'm saying, yes, okay, these are the things I want to do in 2019, but here's what I'm going to work on first. Here's where I'm going to focus my attention for, and I would like to work in quarters. So here's what I'm going to focus on for Q1 for the first quarter of 2019. And here, you know, bite-sized chunk of that. So of that 25, maybe I'll focus on two, maybe four things, right? I'm just making these numbers up, but maybe I'll focus on these four things and everything that has to do with that. This is where I focus my attention. If something else pops up, I'm not going to throw it into the mix unless it's like urgent or time sensitive or, you know, whatever. But this is where I'm focusing my attention. Everything else will wait until I revisit my timeline again. And how I'm choosing what to work on is, you know, a mixture of what's low-hanging fruit, like the easiest things I can do right now to give me more bank for my buck, or what can I do right now that maybe sets the stage for things to happen later on, or whatever, what is foundational. So whatever process you use to, to decide what to focus on first, the point is to be strategic. You cannot do all things at all times. So really being strategic around how are you going to accomplish your goals? How are you going to get this all done is what you should be focusing on when it comes to making your timeline. And it's what I'm doing. And I've already started now, even though, you know, we still have time left in 2018, but I want to just get ahead of this and make sure I'm understanding what I'm going to be focusing on. And then I have time in my calendar of when I'm going to revisit it. Like it's serious for me to know that I'm, this is where I'm going to be laser focused. The second thing is really the importance of finding my community. So I talked about surrounding yourself with like-minded women. So I have found, you know, some offline and online communities of like-minded women. So I mentioned last week that I went through the process of exiting a lot of Facebook groups that I was in because I just felt like it was this information overload. And so I'm slowly coming back and being you know, engaging in that again, but being deliberate about the groups that I join. And also not only focusing online, so not just Facebook or Instagram or things like that, um, or virtual type things, but also offline in real life, you know, in person ways for me to connect with people. And I've already done a few things. And when I tell you that I just, it's like a void is being closed (laughs) within me. Like having real connections with people, talking to them, you know, being vulnerable, sharing, like all of that has made in in just a few short weeks have made a huge impact. And again, it's not something that I just did once and I plan to just not do it again. One of the communities that I'm in, like we meet monthly and, you know, it's a, it's a really thing that I'm committed to in my life to make sure that I'm a part of these communities that help the third thing that I'm did, doing is good old therapy. <laughs> good old therapy. I've done therapy at various times in my life. I've done them and for whatever reason, never really um, f- stuck with it for an, any extended period of time. But I have made a commitment to doing that this time. And so some of the barriers for me to, to continue to, to seek therapy and to make this be a part of my life was, you know, not relating to the therapist or not 
it not being virtual or their style didn't really, you know, kind of rub me the wrong way, whatever. So when I went through this process of searching for a therapist, I was like, you know what, let me just be real with myself. In order for me to make this an ongoing part of my life and to really reap the benefits of therapy, there's a certain things that are going to have to, like there's a list, a checklist that needs, that this therapist needs to go through. And so I was intentional when, you know, I didn't just go, oh, let me just look. All right, that person seems cool. Let me just work with them. But I was intentional about what's the criteria I'm using to work with this person so that I'd made sure that there would be no excuses for me to continue this and to do what I needed to do. So I went ahead and found a therapist she's amazing. Um, and really just knowing that that's part of my journey right now and not to say that I'll be in therapy forever, but definitely for an extended time, like this is for where I am right now and for what I'm trying to do and, you know, all the goals that I have and all of that, it's important for me to have that support that I need. So the therapist is there and, you know, support, I, I get right now, I'm just, I just have a therapist, but when I think about support, I know that that means a coach is coming in the near future, right? Um, I know that that means looking at the mentors that I have and seeing what makes sense and do I need new mentors or whatever it is, think about what support you need is if it's a career coach, um, if it's a therapist, if it's, you know, whatever it is, whatever you feel you need, take that time to do the inventory to figure out what makes sense for you as you go through this next stage. Remember, asking for help, being vulnerable, understanding that you need some guidance through your journey that's a key. That's a major key to success. Thinking that you can do this all on your own, thinking that you don't need anybody to coach you. Know that Beyonce has a coach. She got a personal coach. She got a, you know, a, 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 a dance coach. She got coaches like people, basketball players, football players. They have coaches. Successful people have people that are there to guide them through this process. So that's something that, you know, I've had various coaches, but something that I'm definitely going to incorporate again. And I'd encourage you to do the same. The next thing is to really, uh, for me was to get back into alignment with friends and friendships that I've had. You know, sometimes we're so, as we get older and we have different priorities and different responsibilities, we, that we focus on our friendships lag and they kind of slip. And so really taking the time to rekindle friendships that I've had. And, you know, I went to California to spend some time with, um, you know, a really, one of my best friends and really just taking that time to just get our nails done and talk and reminisce over college days and things like that. And being deliberate about keeping up that relationship um, with her. We, we, we talk all the time. Like we have a standing, uh, phone call every other Tuesday at 8 30 PM. <laughs> We're talking to each other. She lives across the country, but we still make it happen every two weeks. And so it's not like the friendship was dead, but having that in-person connection and having the time where we're just like, you know, just being and, and sharing. And we also binge watched a million little pieces, which is amazing. Um, so just like having the, that time was just something that I just needed to do. And, you know, just rekindling with other friends and catching up and all of that has been something that's really been a big part of this journey for me and something that I plan to continue to do. Um, the next thing is, you know, developing some sort of spiritual practice. So for me, this was at the core of just everything at the, at the core of everything that, um, 
all the changes that I've that I've been making and all the alignment that I'm feeling, I know at the core, at the foundation, it's because of me rekindling with my spirituality. And for me, you know, I'm a Christian, so that means rekindling with God and, you know, finding my space again where I am reading my Bible and I am praying and I am connecting on that level. For you, that could mean something else, but that's what that means for me. And, you know, there's a church that I found online transformation church. I'll put the link in the show notes. Obsessed with this man, Pastor Michael. Uh, why do I forget his last name? Michael Todd. Um, I'll put that in the show notes, but just topics on everything that is just so relatable. He's out there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Shout out to any listeners out there. I'm in New York City, so obviously can't be making that service every Sunday. So while I'm still church hopping here in New York, trying to figure out what church I need to go to with my family. And so if you're from Sidebar, if you live in New York or know anything about New York churches and you have suggestions, Go ahead and let me know what they are because I've been searching and I can't find that church home. So go ahead and give me your suggestions. You can email them to me. You can DM them to me, um, whatever. But I need some suggestions. Anyways, rekindling with that has really been a big part um, for me. And so whatever you need to feel grounded, however you need to connect to your spirituality, I would suggest that you do that because, you know, this goes back again to the decision making. For me, I need to have some divine alignment with my decisions. And when I was going through a process in a time period where I wasn't, things were hitting the fan. Things are just not what they're supposed to do. I'm making wrong decisions for wrong reasons, you know. And so for me, this was at the core what I needed to do. And so I found that this is going to be something that is going to be ongoing and continuing in this journey. Um, And the last thing that I'm doing to make sure that I am not going through this process in another six months again, but that I'm continuing to build myself up so I can pour from a cup that is full is to be purpose driven, purpose driven. That means in my business, in my career, in my relationships, in everything that I do, I want it to come back to my purpose. I want it to be purposeful. I don't want to do things for no reason. I want to know why I'm doing something. If I make a decision to, you know, live in this city, it's because of this. If I make a decision to work at this place, it's because of that. If I do this in my business, it's because of this. I want to be purposeful in all that I do. And I talked a lot about, you know, getting out of alignment is the core reason why a lot of people are unclear. And a lot of people don't like where their career is right now. They don't like where their life is headed. They don't like it. It's because they're out of alignment and they're not purposeful. And so for me, I have, you know, just a daily practice of mindfulness and a lot of mindset work that I do, such as um, journaling, prayer, meditation, reading my Bible, getting back in the flow with my creative juices. Like there's a lot of things with music, all of that, that I do to help me to stay connected to my purpose. Whatever that looks like for you, I encourage you to do that as well. All right, so those are some of the tools that I'm using to really make sure that I stay on track and continue to do uh, what it is I need to do to keep my cup full. So with all of that, with all of that, that, you know, going through this process, understanding the lessons, taking into account these new resources and and tools and and that I'm going to be doing, 
one of the biggest takeaways from this period, from this time, was the new direction of your career, girl. The new direction of this business, of the podcast, of my, you know, communities online for the Career Girl Nation. And so I want to talk through that with you at a very high level. Again, a lot of information is forthcoming. If you're on my email list, I will break it down even further. If you're in my Facebook group, the Career Success Circle, we'll break it down for you even further. But I wanted to give you at a high level what's been going on. So your career girl, ain't unchanged with the name, still your career girl, right? Um, But the focus really is on purpose. So your purpose is calling you. I want to provide resources, tools, trainings, coaching, all of it around aligning your career and your purpose and your coins too, right? Because it's not just about working in your purpose, but being poor and, you know, being underpaid, but it's about how do I get paid well, really well, get paid handsomely for doing work that I'm meant to do. And so that's kind of the backdrop of everything that I'll be doing. So the content that I'll be providing, the resources, the products, the services, all of that will be around this idea that your purpose is calling. You need to get into your purpose. You need to tap into that and be aligned with it and then have your career flow from that. So who do I serve? I serve, as usual, high-performing, ambitious women of color. So when I'm talking about high-performing, I'm talking about you do your job well. I don't serve mediocre people. I'm sorry, that's just not, I don't know how to relate, but I serve people who are top-notch, top-performing, and proven, you know, proven track record of high-performance. So you have performance reviews that say you exceed expectations, you have, you're getting recognized, you have accolades and awards and all of these things to support the fact that you are a high achiever. You're also ambitious. You're not trying to just stay where you are and put your head down, collect your paycheck and go home. You're trying to move up that ladder. You're trying to get into senior leadership. You're trying to have increased scope and increased impact. That's what you want out of your career, right? Even if you have ambitions outside of your day-to-day, while you're here, while you're in that day-to-day, while you're in your nine-to-five, you're going to do what you do and you're going to do it well. And you want to be recognized for that impact and for what you contribute to that. And so who I work the best with are HR professionals. I'm an HR expert, been in HR for a long time, know the ins and outs. I know that I work the best with HR professionals as well as women in legal, compliance, corporate finance, IT, and operations. So this scope is, is narrower than I, than I worked with before. And not to say that I can't work with other people, etc. but my bread and butter, my expertise, the women who I love to work with and can get the results that they want, whether it's getting clarity in their career, whether it's understanding what strategy do they need to be more visible and to get credibility, uh, to work through their imposter syndrome, to find new opportunities, whatever it is. Women in these industries, HR, legal, compliance, corporate finance, IT, and operations, that's where it's at. I am your girl. Um, and how I serve. So, you know, first and foremost, I want to serve through community. So the Facebook group will be revamped, 
new name, new branding, new all of that stuff. And so details coming. Um, but I really want to build, and I talked a lot about surrounding yourself with like-minded women. Besides me joining other communities, I also want to continue to create communities of my own. So Career Girl Nation, you're, I got you. We're going to do this. We're going to be that community for each other. Uh, one-on-one coaching, group coaching, still in the mix. Courses are going to be coming out. And this is just phase one, right? So I'm not going to name my whole business plan. I'm not doing that right now. But basically, I want you to know that we're, we're back. It's here. We're doing what we need to do. You know, I want to make sure that I'm here to support you on your career journey, that as you move up the ladder, as your career trajectory continues to rise, that you have the tools and the resources that you need to put your best foot forward. And so that is what I am here for. And that is what I am super excited to be, uh, to be here for you and to be able to support you through that process. That was episode 43 of the Deeper Than Work podcast. I really hope that you got a lot from this. I really wanted to unpack and just really go into detail into the big lessons I've learned over the hiatus over the past six months. And so I hope that it was useful for all of you. I will be back next week with another episode. We're back to all the career goodness that you know and love. Until that next time, don't forget that your purpose is calling.